Hello. Before we get started with the show, I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is sleep. I travel a great deal. I travel all around the world. I just got back from Kiev, crossing the Moldovan border. And the thing I always look forward to is getting back to my uh, king-size bed with my MyPillow mattress topper installed on the top. Now, I like a firm mattress because uh, I have back problems from uh, a long time ago uh, playing sports in high school. I love my firm mattress with the MyPillow mattress topper on top. You get the firmness, but also it's like sleeping on a firm cloud. I really can't explain it, but it is the most comfortable sleep I have ever experienced in my life, and I can't wait to get back to it every time I travel. If you go to MyPillow right now with promo code CDM, you can get a 50% discount on the mattress toppers. Uh, Mike Lindell is giving out amazing discounts right now. Uh, get them while they last. Use promo code CDM at MyPillow.com and get the MyPillow mattress topper, the best sleep you will ever experience. Thank you very much. Now on to our guest. So uh, today on Global Conversations, we're turning back to Australia. And uh, I want to welcome Wayne Moore to the show. Wayne, thank you for sharing your family story with us. Um, I want to set this up that uh, Wayne's brother, Ricky, died uh, after he took the AstraZeneca shot in Australia. And I know this is painful to go through this, Wayne, but it's important for people to know the impact it has on a family losing a loved one. Um, we have interviewed Vex injured now for over a year. So I know this is this can be painful for you. But Wayne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us tell us about Ricky. Um so brother. Yeah, so he's he's two up from me. I'm the youngest of ten in my family. Um and he had a bit of his background. He'd done um worked out in indigenous communities. Uh, in Australia, at Northern Territory for probably 10 to 15 years, um, sort of in the local stores and that sort of thing. Done some um, disability care and work, that sort of stuff. And he decided to come back to Narendra and, and leave that area and just get into a next next stage of his life and spend some time around. And he uh, settled into Narendra where we live and was very happy. He, uh, you know, and was moving on with his life, you know, and getting used to being, I guess, in a bit more of family life and community and that sort of stuff here. Yeah. And um, So he yeah. was in his 50s? 55, yeah. yeah was he a healthy man? Um, I, I would say not as a, a fitness sort of person, but while he was in North Territory, you know, he did a lot of hiking and walking and a lot of travelling around, seeing as much as he could, so... I would say he was probably the average of fitness for most people in their 50s. So he decided to take, as you shared with me, the AstraZeneca shot. Did he have one or two? Just one. He had one. Okay. And then did he have an immediate reaction to it? Um, it was approximately sort of two to four weeks after. So I, I did, we did have the paperwork, but at that stage, I'm sort of a a open-eyed person. I was for vaccinations for most of the time, but mm -hmm. never actually got there. Um, so that was a bit of debating the wife and I had over that period of time. So um, you, you and your wife chose not to get the, the, the shots? Right from day one, mm -hmm. uh, my wife 100% never wanted to get vaccinated if anything ever came out. Um, and we debated about that 
for over a year and I was sort of always a pro vaccination and just trying to, um, yeah, it just was that, but for something never got me there. Right. And when Rick died, Rick died, the, the kids and the wife said, look, dad, let's just get all your, make sure your heart's good, all things like that. And for me, it was more assuming not anything to do with the vaccine. It was more to do perhaps you know, there's a, a family thing there. So we've done all those checks. And over that period of him dying the next few months, I got into a local group that is more for the unvaccinated and then hard to find information. But the more and more you found, a lot of those dots you know, mm. just started to join in the common sense component. And uh, mm. I'm I'm pretty, I would say I'm more than 90% convinced from what I've read from medical journals and, and specialists in the field that they put up that he, um, 100% the vaccine had a lot to do with his death. So so this was several weeks after, and, and was it a sudden passing, passing away? Um, for what I understand, um, he had about a week of feeling, you know, a bit tired, mm -hmm. um, and and he just assumed it sort of had a, a big a big week at work, which they had been doing some hours, but he'd been doing that for months on end as well. You know, it was the season mm -hmm. for him working longer hours, but he was more tired than usual. Um, he got up to go to work in the morning, had some heart uh, discomfort. Um, then he took himself up to the hospital locally mm -hmm. here and yeah, then they realized that yes, he was having a heart attack. Um, I got called up to the, the hospital cause it's only a couple of minutes from home. So I'm blessed that I got to see him alive and, and talk to him a bit and the, they gave him some medications, three different lots, which I found out yesterday what that was just cause I was going to speak to you. Mm -hmm. Um, he got transported to Wagga thinking that everything was okay. Now, Wagga's an hour away from us to the base hospital. Mm -hmm. On that journey, he arrested twice in the ambulance wow. and never re and never recovered from those. So, but he, when he was received, um, the doctor there managed to just keep him alive. And the chats that I had with her at that time, still believing it was just a heart attack for me. Um, she didn't expect to get him up to intensive care, but she did. And, and then there was two days. My other brother that lives locally came into the hospital as well with me. And we were able to spend that two days with him. Um, yeah. And then we eventually turned off the machine. Yeah. What medicine did they give him when? What medicine did at they the, give At the local hospital. So when he when he presented at, at the uh, the hospital here, they gave him initially in tablet form some aspirin. And uh, whether I say it correctly or not, but I mm -hmm. could spell it out, but it's clopper, uh, clopper dog rule, I think is how I could pronounce it as a tablet form. And that's, I think aspirin is a, a blood thinner, I think generally as most people might know. Then after that, he was obviously still showing signs. So they, on the advice of a cardiologist, is that Wagga, they um, threw a cannula, put in um, heparin. So I'm not sure what these drugs exactly are, but these are, I got the information. So these are specific what they did give him. Mm -hmm. And then proceeding after that, they, the, they gave him a clot buster and they said, this is the strong drug that they gave him to 
I didn't realize they give it gave this to him to only a couple of weeks ago. Um, I found out they gave him these things. Mm -hmm. um, the clock buster, which was uh, Metaloisi, I think. So I can spell those if you want them. But that one is their strongest, one of the strongest drugs to pre prevent blood clots. So, and then he's still um, arrested on the way to Wagga. Now, while I was in Wagga, I spoke with just in general conversation, not questioning anything. Mm -hmm. Spoke with the the um, the doctor who received him out of the ambulance, and um, she said she was one of the in the one of the worst conditions she'd seen in seven uh, seven odd years of being at the base hospital receiving patients in. Then mm. speaking to the ICU doctor on ward at the time, the information that I got was that uh, when he got there, that the heart attack he'd had a couple of clots and they'd managed to clear those. And then in their words, they just said that then just floodgates opened. We couldn't stop them. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Did he, and did he, ha did he have COVID at all before he? He didn't. No, no. He didn't. All right. No. Did he, did he not, not to my knowledge, he hadn't told me because he'd lived there for a year and a half. And to my knowledge, he'd never told me that he caught COVID. Okay. And you guys were close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he would he would have probably have shared that had he had he yeah for sure because you'd have to isolate and things. He only lived five minutes away, like in mm -hmm. the town. So did is was he married? Did he have a family? Divorced. So he's got two older boys. Yeah, in their late twenties. Yeah. Well, I'm very so I'm very sorry to hear this because we we, we hear this from people who have lost their children. Or yeah. their children, or their children are disabled, or adults yep. are you know disabled, and it's multiple uh, ailments. It's not just one ailment. I mean, mm. people think, well, if you get a blood clot, there's treatment for it. Not always. Yep. Not no, always. No. It's not always. horrendous. What is this? What is this experience um, done for you in terms of opening up your eyes? Um. Well, since then, I. I think finding out information that you've, you know, I've found out since then in the group that I'm in, mm -hmm. it's really, it's really hard to comprehend just how much deception has been there. I think globally um, from people, I th it's really sad just recently. I'm more thinking that if I still have that component if all of this is 100% true, what we believe to be and all the um, deception and all the lies and things like that, and if it, and if what is happening is genuine, mm -hmm. how, how that people can just do this, how it can be covered up, how just horrendous and scary it is, you know, for not, you know, even I know the wife and I talk for us, you know, where later in life we've got children I've got young grandchildren. Just that component of uh, a world environment is a bit scary. How old are your grandchildren? Uh, they're four and two and a 10-month-old. Oh, wow. They're babies. They're babies. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and the pharmaceutical companies are targeting the kids. They're trying to, but they're um, – so out of our three children, two are vaccinated and one's not our daughter that has the baby. She doesn't want to get vaccinated and is determined to pull them out of anything. If any official mandates come through that I could mm -hmm. really push hard on a requirement. 
Um, one of our, our, she's our eldest daughter. Our other daughter's a, a nurse and a, a midwife. So they mandated that in the health industry to be done. Mm -hmm. um, and, and our son, we didn't, we just, we just talked about as a family and we still let our kids have their own choice of what they wanted to do. You know, so um, I think, I think our son who's, who's uh, double vaccinated, he might, um, might not be considering the booster, but I haven't sort of discussed that yet. Mm -hmm. But our daughter has got her booster at the the um as the nurse, you know, because it's part of their mandates. Otherwise, you lose your job, which is a bullying component. I think that's what held me back early on. The bullying, bullying, you have to do it. I've never enjoyed that all my life. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that was something right at the start, which has to be a bit of a flag. And I think that's probably the main thing that held me back all along is I just hated that they're telling you you have to do it or you lose your career or you lose your job. I didn't like that. But but mm. now there's so much more information that um, it's really affecting your health, your immune system, um, knocking all that down, you know. So uh, I caught COVID a few weeks ago mm -hmm. as well. Didn't realise I had it. Um, just woke up with an upset tummy. I went back to bed, woke up eight hours later and felt okay. So that was my experience with COVID. So what yeah. is what is the testing, the mandatory testing they're talking about in uh, Australia? Yeah, well, that's the PCR test and a rapid antigen test. So if you show any, at early on, if you were a close contact, you have to get these done straight away. Um, and if it's positive, then there's isolation. But the finish line keeps changing for them, and it has over the last year, which is another, you know, joining the dots that, you know, just red flags keep popping up, that now only if you show symptoms you have to PCR mm -hmm. test. Um, if you're a close contact, it doesn't matter anymore. Right. And you don't have, you don't have to isolate. Only if you show symptoms, maybe isolate. But I still... Because I only felt an upset tummy, I still didn't um, do a test, the wife and I. We, I was only, I went up to the hospital for another, um, I guess it was in that patch, I felt a bit of heart um, discomfort, but mm -hmm. I just started some uh, a little uh, medication, so I thought maybe that was it. Um, but went up to the hospital and everything was okay, but then she tested me. I had a, a slightly, a very slightly elevated temperature which could have been what I thought was just me upset tummy. Mm -hmm. And they first test showed nothing. Then they did a PCR mm -hmm. test as a swab um, in the nose and the throat. And then that come back positive. But but I had no other symptoms, which I always talked about body aches, headaches, um, cough, sneezing. I didn't have mm -hmm. any of those at all. Yeah. So, so through this experience of losing Ricky after the AstraZeneca shot. Yeah. And and you're in a group where people discuss this issue because I think it's it's a kitchen it's a global kitchen table conversation. Oh, it's, it's you know it's, that everybody yeah. just wants to end, uh, but at the yeah. same time, you know it it is a family discussion for a lot of people. Um, for sure. And so, are you are you hearing about other people who have lost their loved ones as well, or have been vax injured? Um, within our group. Um, you hear more about it in within that group, mm -hmm. um, and then and then things that come up. There is locally at a similar time that Rick passed away, just within our 
town, which is only three and a half thousand people. So you probably know, and me being a chippy, I'm in most people's homes. Right. Um, I, I probably, you know, know a high percentage, you know, 70% of the people in the town. Mm. Um, in that same sort of period of time thing, in the, the local um, fire brigade sort of service here, in his late 40s, he had a heart attack after he was shot within a few weeks but survived. Um, there's been friends of ours, her... Um, a, her mother on the farm just in the next town she had her which was only recently she had her first vaccination and um and passed away um mm -hmm. with heart issues heart concerns um so yeah so the, there are plenty and a lot of people talking about they've got ongoing headaches um a bit stronger that you know and they mm -hmm. they seem to if they're not listening or, or finding out about uh, uh, other information, the other side of the coin, they're only believing and, and hearing and reading what they see in the media. Um, they're just putting it down to, oh, well, you know, that's just what it is. You know, it's just a side effect. It's, I've it's spoken late. It's a resignation. Yes, totally. I think they uh, just haven't put the two and two together. Um, and a lot of people are just accepting that uh, heart issues or effects uh, as they've been portionally brainwashed perhaps is uh, that it's just, it's just there. You just have to accept that. That's just part of it. Wow. I'm, hearing, is, I'm, I'm hearing this, you know, more and more from people because yeah. I decided to take this on. Um, yeah. And the more I hear about it, 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 you know, when, when I hear people tell me, yeah, it's a resignation to yeah. just, this is it. And I'm thinking, oh, we can't go there. We, we can't go to the resignation because if you yeah. do, then you're allowing people to continue with the dictation. Yeah. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah, it's really scary for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, it, um, yeah, just what the future holds. It's the next, even at the very start, an article that I listened to from a New Zealand, uh, sorry, an English um, doctor who worked for Pfizer, um for 30 odd years Yarden, you know it could Yarden. be yeah mm -hmm. and it was right early on and he talked about you know how he how it all worked and the viruses works and how the vaccines work and his concerns and he said it's five or six years that he he's more concerned about that mm -hmm. there might be a lot of adverse reactions you know and it, you're seeing parts of it now you know and stillborn deaths or miscarriages or uh, you know, women with menstrual cycles that are just blown out of the water, uh, unusually heavy and bad, and everyone's and, just... And, and I will tell you, we have interviewed some some women who were postmenopausal who all of a sudden yep. got their cycles back after they took back, there the vaccination shots. But, mm -hmm. you know, under the guidance of the last two years, a lot of those are coincidental or just, um, you know, just sometimes that happens. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and people rare. they call them rare okay but at the same yeah. time these are the world to say though no, these are safe and effective for everyone yeah. which, is, which yeah. is not true it's just not no. true and not there's, at all. There's, there's a hesitancy by the government officials to acknowledge the vax injured or yep. the vax related deaths 
because yeah. they do not want to create a vax hesitancy as you know the who and other entities yep. and governments are saying well maybe we should have three we should have one booster then a second booster uh, you know, it's not enough. It's never enough. It's it's never it, enough. It's Wednesday. like a really bad relationship where you just can't please your, you know, your your spouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's and, and, uh, it's and even that doesn't cycle. make sense. You think mm -hmm. logically, it just doesn't seem to add. That even that just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. all other vaccines that they've brought out over history have had a, a longer time of investigations and and research, and this just hasn't. And there are side effects. It's becoming so obvious, but people aren't um, putting it together. I think they've the media and the and the um, professionals of that are pushing it have done their job fairly well. And uh, society, there's the people who will question stuff, and perhaps the booster component is where people are questioning that. So that's a good start. I think that's the ones who are first boosted second boosted and you know i've got family on both sides that are as strong as anything about getting boosted and double boosted and they're happy to go with a whole lot i've got friends who are nowhere they are just completely uninterested in knowing anything good or bad oh they just mm. said we have to have it we'll just get it and that's mm -hmm. that's their whole so we've got all range of people so i think to move forward it's uh the ones who like myself and the wife i was the late comer but luckily i didn't get vaccinated i feel now mm -hmm. um and the ones who are slowing down on the booster they're the ones that meet, we need to maybe try and get some education to because the people there are plenty that are 100% blinded and you'll never sort of get there just hopefully nothing happens within their family or to them well Wayne I really enjoyed that you have joined us tonight to share your story of, about uh oh, your yes. brother Ricky and I'm, I'm terribly sorry that you lost your brother and I'm, I'm sorry yeah his grown thank children you. that I mean it's uh but I appreciate you sharing to, to yep. let people know that you know it really does affect the family. It affects your loved ones. Uh, it can come on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I lost mum and dad and a brother eight years ago, a uh, brother to suicide, and I dealt with all that, but uh, maybe a different part of life. Losing Rick here since September, I've probably, I've had nearly 11 weeks off work just in block, in lots where I just, uh, I don't know, it was a lot more to think about with this one. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I feel a bit more that he was more taken than um, a choice or or lost, you know, died of, of age. Mm -hmm. And so close is a sibling in age too with you. Yeah, that's that's a, a scary you grew, part. You grew, you grew up as, as, as little boys, little oh, boys to grow yeah, up. Yeah, that's a big thing. And I think all of us in big families, you know, you appreciate that uh, – I think they're often a lot closer than in smaller group families um, because you have to adapt very differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, God yeah. bless you and sending our prayers to you. And thank you for, for sharing your story. No worries. Thanks, Christine. People. All right. Good on you. You uh, keep pushing. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Christine.